Welcome to the Magnificat Podcast. We are an international ministry to Catholic women. Throughout this series, we will pray together, share insights, and hear amazing testimonies, typically from women of faith who have been touched by the power of the Lord in their lives. This is a decidedly Catholic podcast, and in this series, you will hopefully learn more about the Catholic faith, God, the Blessed Mother, and much more. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's listen to a great program. In the 1980s, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn felt led to write a Bible study. Along the way, they met and were encouraged by two saints, Pope John Paul II and Mother Teresa. Marie clearly remembers meeting Pope John Paul II. She said that he was so gracious with that beautiful smile he had, and she said he went on to uh, greet Deacon Ken first, and she said, I don't remember what he said to him directly, but when he came to me, I remember him distinctly saying to us, do not get discouraged, finish your work. And then she said he took both of their hands and gave them a blessing. Well, if that were not enough, Mother Teresa uh, goes on to tell them that it is a wonderful work of God, and I assure you of my prayers that you may continue to do this work, which he has entrusted to you with great love. As it turns out, the Bible study, before it was even published, went all over the world through Mother Teresa's order, the Missionaries of Charity, and also the Legionnaires of Christ. This Bible study, The Bread of Life, is a Catholic Bible study. It has the Neil Obstat and Imprimatur and focuses on the readings for the coming weekend. Let's listen now as Marie helps us to hear the Word, pray the Word, study the Word, proclaim the Word, and live the Word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Bread of Life Catholic Bible Study. The Paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, 26. Let us begin with prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I cannot understand your word without your grace. I acknowledge my weakness so your power can reach perfection in me. Send your Holy Spirit to remind, teach, and guide me to the truth. And may I share as soon as possible whatever you teach me. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and kindle in us the fire of your love. Amen. As I said last week, the power in this Bible study is for you to do the lesson in the privacy of your own home and to develop a personal relationship with our God who loves us with an everlasting love and wishes none to perish. This upcoming Sunday is the 22nd Sunday in Ordinary Time. Download the lesson, which is free of charge, from stdismasguild.org. Do the questions on the day specified. When Ken was alive, we each did the lesson separately and then came together and shared our answers So even though he is in heaven now, he is still evangelizing as I share his personal answers to the gospel and read the commentary he wrote 
from the Bread of Life Catholic Bible Study. Sharing in this way helped Ken and me to grow in our faith. As scripture says, faith then comes through hearing, and what is heard is the word of Christ, Romans 10, 17. The application from last Sunday's 21st Sunday in Ordinary Time. The first reading shows that to accept a challenge means to change. The second reading shows submission means to give of self willingly and joyfully. The gospel reveals the high moral demand of Christianity. Let the challenge of Joshua stir you to show that you and your household will serve the Lord. To do this, you need to practice the gift of listening to the members of your family. Listen to the hurt and rejection that others are experiencing. Then in submission, respond by serving their needs. Your willingness to serve is a definite sign that the core of your submission is the power of the Holy Spirit. Remember, to submit to another is difficult, and to submit means to love. To love means to be in obedience to Christ. To be obedient to Christ is to be submissive to one another. Do you see how God's love is so intertwined in our lives? I was recently having lunch with my daughter, and during our conversation, my daughter said to me, you're not listening. I immediately said, I am listening, but I don't agree with what you are saying. And we continued our conversation. I thought about that later and remember the times I wasn't listening to people when they were talking and realized I had fallen into that old thinking and needed to repent. I must be constantly on guard against the evil one trying to take away my peace. What was a helpful or a new thought from the readings or from the homily heard on Sunday? And from what you learned, what personal application did you choose to apply to your life this week? Deacon Ken answered that the choice is yours to show that your household will serve the Lord. In the application, to do this, you need to practice the gift of listening to members of your family, then in submission, respond by serving their needs, not your needs. And I have, Jesus speaks words of spirit in life. His word teaches me how to live my life in this world. My application is to continue to study the words of Jesus in the gospels, what he said to people, how he acted towards them, and imitate him when I am with others. Speak words that give life to others. Speak words of spirit and life. This Sunday is the 22nd Sunday in Ordinary Time. The gospel is from Mark 7, Jesus and the Pharisees. The Pharisees and some of the experts in the law who had come from Jerusalem gathered around him. They had observed a few of his disciples eating meals without having purified, that is to say, washed their hands. The Pharisees, and in fact all Jews, cling to the custom of their ancestors and never eat without scrupulously washing their hands. Moreover, they never eat anything from the market without first sprinkling it. There are so many other traditions they observe. For example, the washing of cups and jugs and kettles. 
So the Pharisees and the scribes questioned him. Why do your disciples not follow the tradition of our ancestors, but instead take food without purifying their hands? He said to them, how accurately Isaiah prophesied about you hypocrites when he wrote, this people pays me lip service, but their heart is far from me. Empty is the reverence they do me because they teach as dogmas, mere human precepts. You disregard God's commandment and cling to what is human tradition. He summoned the crowd again and said to them, hear me, all of you, and try to understand. Nothing that enters a man from outside can make him impure. That which comes out of him and only that constitutes impurity. Let everyone heed what he hears. Wicked designs come from the deep recesses of the heart. Acts of fornication, theft, murder, adulterous conduct, greed, maliciousness, deceit, sensuality, envy, blasphemy, arrogance, and obtuse spirit. All these evils come from within and render a man impure. The word of the Lord. The questions, who gathered around Jesus and what did they observe? The Pharisees and some of the experts of the law. A few disciples eating, they observed of eating without purifying or washing their hands. What tradition did the Pharisees and all Jews keep? They never eat without scrupulously washing their hands or eat without sprinkling it, washing off cups and jugs and kettles. About what do the Pharisees and scribes question Jesus? Why they don't follow the tradition of our ancestors. They take food without purifying their hands. And about whom did Isaiah prophesy? This people pays me lip service, but their heart is far from me. Empty is the reverence they do me because they teach as dogmas, mere human precepts. With what did Isaiah say these hypocrites honored him? Their lips and what was far from him? Their hearts. Use a dictionary and write out the definition of hypocrite. I have two. Uh, pretense of having a virtuous character, moral or righteous beliefs or principles and so forth that one does not really possess. A feigning to be what one is not or to believe what one does not. The false assumption of an appearance of virtue or religion. What is the first thing a hypocrite should do? Matthew 7, 5. Remove the plank from your own eye first. Then you will see clearly to take the speck from your brother's eye. In what way do they worship God and what do they teach they worship God in vain, and they teach doctrines as human precepts. What do the hypocrites disregard God's commandments? And to what do they cling? To human tradition. What did Jesus say defiles or makes a person unclean? The things that come out of a person. And what does not defile that person? What enters a person? What happens to that which enters the mouth? 
It enters into the stomach and passes out into the latrine. And from where does that come, which does come out of the mouth? From the heart. What comes from the heart? Acts of fornication, theft, murder, adulterous conduct, greed, maliciousness, deceit, sensuality, envy, blasphemy, arrogance, and obtuse spirit. And what do these evils do? They render a man impure. The personal question, how much time do you spend on what goes into your mouth and how much time do you spend on what comes out of your mouth? How can you better deal with what comes out of your mouth? Deacon Ken has, I do not spend too much time on what I eat. I am spending more time in prayer and study of God's word to help me speak like Christ and act like Christ. Be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. And I have, I spend very little time on what goes into my mouth, much more time in prayer and reading the scriptures. And I can deal with what comes out of my mouth by staying close to Jesus and obeying his word. As Ken quoted in James 1.19, let every man be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. I will continue to ponder God's word as our blessed mother Mary did. And then as verse 22 says, act on this word. I spoke about coming to know Jesus in the word of God to a woman I just met recently and gave her our website in order to download this study and do it in her own home. Let's read and meditate on Psalm 15, 2 to 5. Verse 1 says, O Lord, who shall sojourn in your tent? Who shall dwell in, on your holy mountain? He who walks blamelessly and does justice, who thinks the truth in his heart and slanders not with his tongue, who harms not his fellow man, nor takes up a reproach against his neighbor, by whom the reprobate is despised, while he honors those who fear the Lord. Who, though it be to his loss, changes not his pledged word, who lends not his money at usury, or accepts no bribe against the innocent. He who does these things shall never be disturbed. What is the Lord saying to you personally through the psalm, and how can you apply this to your life? Deacon Ken said, let your love for the Lord never be put in second place. In his application, encourage the people to vote only for politicians who do not violate the teachings of Jesus Christ. And I have, I will not be disturbed if I love my neighbor as God loves me. My application is to honor those who reverence God, keep my word, speak the truth, speak words that build up, not put down. I did that recently with my son when he took me out to lunch. The commentary. Today's gospel shows the tremendous importance of the difference between Jesus and the Pharisees and the experts of the law. The religious leaders sent some investigators to check up on Jesus and they did not like what they found. Jesus scolded them for keeping the law in order to look holy instead of to honor God. 
The prophet Isaiah accused the religious leaders of his day of the same thing, Isaiah 29, 13. And Jesus used Isaiah's words to accuse these men. Mark explained some Jewish rituals because he was writing to a non-Jewish audience. About four or five centuries before Christ, there came into being a class of legal experts on Jewish law, whom we know as the scribes. The scribes reflected on the great moral principles of the Ten Commandments and broke them down into hundreds of little rules and regulations. These rules were called the oral laws, and they later were written down and known as the Mishnah. Jesus told them that ceremonial cleanliness did not purify the heart. To fail to achieve this ceremonial cleanliness of washing this or that properly in Jewish eyes was not to be guilty of bad manners, but to be unclean in the sight of God. The man who ate with unclean hands was subject to the attacks of a demon called Shibta. To many pharisaical and scribal Jews, religion was ritual, ceremonial, and regulations. It was because Jesus considered God's laws more important than all these regulations that they considered him bad and dangerous. Jesus saw religion as loving God and loving his fellow man. And the scribes saw religion as rules and regulations. Jesus accused them of hypocrisy. Hypocrisy means actor, but it goes beyond acting on the stage. It means acting without any sincerity behind it all. Jesus struck at the core of hypocrisy by saying that love, not legalism, is the core of religion. Legalism takes account of a man's outward actions, but it takes no account at all of his inward feelings. We may serve God outwardly and bluntly disobey God in inward things, and that is hypocrisy. We become hypocrites when we pay more attention to reputation than to character. True religion must always come from the simple listening and accepting of the voice of God. Jesus tells us, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. John 14, 6. The application for this week. The first reading tells us that we have a God who is always near. The second reading shows that we are called to be doers of the word. The gospel reveals that Jesus goes way beyond legalism. This week, show your family, school friends, or work associates that what you do is morally right, not just what you say. Show your family members especially that your image is of one who is yielding, bending, and open to God's grace not one who is locked in a legalistic rigidity of rules and regulations. Let's close with prayer. Thank you, Lord, for this lesson. We give you praise and honor and glory. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. To more fully participate each week, you may visit the St. Dismas Guild website at stdismasguild.org. That's S-T-D-I-S-M-A-S-G-U-I-L-D dot O-R-G to either purchase the Bread of Life Bible Study book or download the complimentary lessons. In 1989, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn began this prison, pro-life, and pro-family ministry to remind us that the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, verse 26. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, go to our website at magnificat-ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. You can also email us at magnificatcst at aol.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.